Maseches Maestras, Perik Dalid, Mishnah Vav, 4.6. In the previous Mishnah, we'd established the basic principle that it's the Iker Pri, meaning the actual intended output, primary output of a plant, which is subject to the Maestras requirements. And, for example, we said in the previous Mishnah that when you plant a coriander plant and you cultivate it, so it's the coriander seeds, which are the primary output that you desire under normal circumstances, and only those seeds are subject to maestris requirements, whereas the leaves, called cilantro, are exempt unless you intentionally planted the coriander plant for the leaves as well, in which case the leaves would also, as cilantro, be required to be tithed. Um, And importantly, and here's the nub, if you intended to plant it for the cilantro, meaning the leaves of the plant, that doesn't mean that the coriander seeds are not subject to tithing requirements. They are, because the normal reason why people cultivate coriander plants is for the seeds. So the seeds is the standard um, objective produce that the plant produces. When I say standard and objective, I mean based in that time and that place. So nowadays it could be different, and based on what's normal for that society and that location to the reasons why one cultivates whatever plant they're cultivating. So here in Mishnah Vav, we continue that same thought. I'm talking about other kinds of plants. And we start out by talking about the Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer. Tomorrow's shall tilton, vishal chardal, vishal pulhalavan. The tamarot, which I'll define in a second, it's part of the plant, of tilton. Tilton is fenugreek, again, like chilba, it's called by Temani Jews. It's a certain seed that uh, is used to flavor things. Chardal is mustard, again, the mustard seed being the normal intended output. And the pulhalavan, which is a kind of white bean, sometimes it's seen it translated as the hyacinth bean. I'm unfamiliar with the hyacinth bean or what the pulhalavan even is. But in any case, all three of those plants, it's the seed or bean that's the primary output. But the tamarot are also chayavat b'maisras. According to Rishim Gamaliel, it's also normal to eat the tamarot of these plants, and therefore... If you do, you have to tie it first if you eat it in a chilas keva sort of way. So what are tamarot? So the bartender gives two separate pshatim. The first one, he says, it's lulavim. Now, lulav, he gives, for example, like they have in grapevine. So that's like a tendril, like the little um, fresh shoots that grow off the vine. So according to that pshat, we're talking about the fresh shoots growing off the vine or the plant of the fenugreek, the mustard, and the Pulhalavan, the white bean plant. The second shot that he gives is when the pod starts to grow, where the seed will or the bean will be growing inside of it. Like think of like, for example, if you're familiar with say like sugar snap peas, for example. So when that it was a plant, the pea plant. So when the pea pod starts to grow, before there are any um, peas inside the pea pod, there's like a little sort of like thing growing, the nascent pod, and that's the tamar. And you could eat it, the pod, even before the peas, if you will, grow inside of it. So the same thing, if you have a pulhalavan or a fenugreek and so on, so a little pod that grows at the beginning before the little seeds inside of it um, come to be there, that's the tamarot, and um, that's subject to tithing requirements, according to Rishim Gamaliel. Okay. The Mishnah continues in saying, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Hatzlaf, when it comes to the tzlaf, the tzlaf is the caper bush. You've seen them before because when you go to the Kotel, it's those green plants growing out the wall. Those are caper bushes. Now, caper bushes produce two separate types of edible foods. 
One are called capers, and one are called caper berries. Nowadays, no one eats caper berries if you live in the Western world, but people do eat capers. Capers are um, the the bud before the flower grows on the caper bush. There's a little, like a small flower bud, if you will. It's so green and tight. That's the caper, and people like to eat that in their, on their, you know, smoked salmon and stuff like that. So the caper is the bud, and like all plants, the plant grows a bud, which turns into a flower. The flower gets um, fertilized, and then out of the flower, the leaves will fall off of the flower, and out of like the heart of the flower, the ovaries of the flower, will come a a uh, a fruit, a fruiting body. And that fruiting body will have seeds inside, and the seeds will spread some way or other, and a new plant will grow, new flowers, new fruiting body, etc. So the caper is what you, like the bud, which you cut off of the caper bush before it even turns into a flower. And that's a very common food. If, however, you leave the caper um, to grow, it becomes a flower, and out of the flower grows this little, almost looks like a mini cucumber. Um, it's about the size of a date. This is a little confusing, because the word tamar um, can mean date, um, but here it doesn't mean that at all. So just in the previous part of the mission, we said tamarot of fenugreek, mustard, and white beans. The tamar literally would, could be understood to be the date, but of course not a date. In any case, just making this a little confusing, the little green fruiting body that comes out of the caper bush is called the caper berry. looks about the size of a date and looks kind of a lot like, actually, like a little mini cucumber or something like that. That's called a caper berry, and it's also edible, full of seeds. Um, I never ate them before, but you can eat them pickled, or people can like cut them up and saute them, etc. In any case, that being the case, you have two separate peros that grow on the tzloth plant, the caper plant, the capers, and the caper berries. Okay, so according to Beliezer, Beliezer Mer Hatzloth Misaser Tamaros Vevionos Vekafres. There are three different components, says Rebeliezer. Um, one is the tamar, one is the evion, and one is the kafres. And all three of those are normal food parts, edible parts of a caper bush, and they're all subject to tithing equally. What these are, so tamarot, the bartanura says, is again love and shabot, the little like tendrils that grow, so it's some sort of edible tendril. Um, that's the first shot he gives, meaning that would be like the stalk, perhaps, on which the caper berry grows. The other shot he gives is the perach. The perach is the flower. So that would mean I would understand it to be referring to the capers. So tamarot are capers. Evionot and evionot are little like berries. So that is presumably the primary fruit, meaning the caper berry. Again, about the size of a date. Kind of looks like a cucumber. And then the kafres. Now kafres, it Barton understands, and this is from the sugis and shas, etc., that it's talking about the the um, like the husk the shomer of the pre, like the husk around the fruit that protects it. Exactly what it is, I'm not perfectly sure, to be honest. Okay? But in any case, caper bush, three outputs, all of which are subject to tithing, says Rebbe Yezer. And Rebbe Kiva says, No, ain misaser ela evionos mepneshehen pri. He says, Only the evionot, meaning only the caper berries, are the ones that are subject to tithing requirements, and capers themselves and the husks around the caper berries are not normally considered to be food, and therefore would not be subject to tithing, Again, unless you intentionally cultivate it specifically for capers, in which case, like we saw in the previous Mishnah, those parts of the plant would also be subject to tithing requirements. Halacha follows Rabbi Akiva, and with that we finish the fourth parak.